Welcome to De-Stress Your Business, the podcast where we show you how to get incredible results in your business without constant stress. I'm Alexis Kingsbury, a serial entrepreneur and founder at Air Manual, and I'm joined by my co-founder and co-host, Paddy Mann. Paddy, good morning. Good morning. Well, today we're going to be talking about team meetings, loved by some, but loathed by many. Uh, in our experience, when done well, meet, team meetings can be some of the, one of the best tools to, uh, that you have to help your teams to move faster and to do so with less stress. So, Paddy, uh, what, why are team meetings so important? <laughs> well, there's uh, many ways to answer that, but I'm, I'm going to think about this in terms of our, the title of our show, De-Stress Your Business. I think team meetings give us four massive opportunities to de-stress. The first is that they give us an opportunity to celebrate wins. And uh, this might surprise some people in the uh, listeners. are like, when do we celebrate wins in, in meetings? Well, let me tell you, celebrating wins is something that we do in pretty much all of our meetings. And it, it doesn't take uh, long. It's just a few minutes. But it puts everyone in a, uh, a positive frame of mind. It... Um, uh, it it helps to remind people who can, some of us are very focused on the issues and pains that we're feeling. It helps us to reflect on actually the things that have gone well. Um, and as a result, it, it's a really positive thing for everyone's mental health just to have that, that recap. So that's one thing that helps us de-stress. Secondly, it helps us to get in sync with the team. Um, so there's an opportunity to do status updates and just make sure everyone's aware of what's going on. Uh, it doesn't need to be something that takes long, but it's this huge um value just so everyone is for that moment in time knows exactly where you're up to uh, and what's blocking progress uh, the third one is it helps us to reset goals uh, one of the biggest sources of stress that i see uh, both for myself and for the people that i'm supporting is that inevitably uh, you you do get um sidetracked or no you, you start to uh, sometimes realize that you're not hitting the goals that you set mm -hmm. previously and suddenly get people have this immense feeling of weight and pressure um about the fact that they're not hitting these goals which have been defined and agreed with the the team and when you talk to them and look at what they've actually done the progress they've made that they've been doing all the right things and they had to deal with uh unexpected unforeseeable events which meant that things are taking longer than expected so you you first celebrate the win that they've they've done great stuff but then you get to reset the goals and remove that weight that burden of what was said uh, a week or two weeks ago and say okay based on where we are now what are we going to do next and that's that's huge and then there's the the perhaps the biggest one of all and it's uh, kind of been a theme for the last few episodes which is issues so it gives you that chance to tackle issues and for us, for our meetings, we're talking about using half the meeting for uh, tackling issues because it's so important and it can, well, it can make sure that issues get resolved in a timely fashion. Uh, it removes barriers from people moving forward and it can massively help to remove um, the distractions and derails that you would otherwise experience between meetings in the form of email threads or, or Slack. So you've got these few, four huge de-stressors, which are amazing. So celebrating wins, getting in sync, resetting goals and tackling uh, issues. And ultimately, it helps you and the team to move faster. Despite it feeling sometimes like it's, you know, a lot of your time in your, your calendar, if your meetings are working well, then they will help you and your team to move faster.
Yeah, love that. And and let's explore what uh, a great meeting and and it going well looks like. Because I think um, for some people they might not have experienced what that looks like. You know, but uh, as both business owners but also as consultants, we've sat in and either facilitated, but in some cases had to you know take the back seat and be part of some terrible meetings in our time. Um, <laughs> and, and, and there are some, there are some particular ones that, that kind of come to mind, but before we dive into those, like, what does a great meeting look like? Where are some of the, the ones where you think back and, and say, yeah, like this felt like a, a 10 out of 10, like really powerful, valuable, uh, meeting. Can you give a kind of example of how does that feel? How does that show up? Wow. Okay, that, that's that's interesting because I I could kind of dive into the individual components of the meeting and what goes well. Mm. I, I think I, we're actually going to try and pick that up uh, in a in an, yeah. another episode because I could be there for days. But when you talk to me about the ten out of ten meetings, the ones that you come out of buzzing, and I come out of the best meetings uh, buzzing, those are those are the ones which are facilitated well, so that we are moving through the start of the meeting. Uh, efficiently and getting all the status updates out of the way. They're important to do, but they don't take up the time. But what makes it a great meeting is when there's a uh, a big issue that's either identified before the meeting or on the meeting, and it comes up and you're like, oh man, you get that kind of sinking feeling in your throat. And you realize that this 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 thing could be derailing you for weeks or months if it's not handled correctly. But you have this opportunity where all the right people are there with you and you work through it. And you don't necessarily completely fix the issue, but what you do do is work out the next steps and how to approach it. And sometimes that gets converted into some of your goals or some uh, takeaways, or sometimes you realize you, it's not as big as you thought and you can park it. Mm -hmm. But you come out of it having done possibly the most important work that you will have done in the entire week will have happened inside the meeting. And that's, that's a it's huge contradiction for most people where they're thinking meetings are where we, we get lectured to. It's not where work happens. You kind of want to flip that. The, meeting, the best meetings are where the best work happens, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And I think I, I think it's to say it's flipping it around. It's so many uh, uh, businesses have team meetings where they are discussing updates in the meeting, agreeing actions, and then hoping that those get uh, completed in between meetings. And then they come back and review and go, oh, no, actually, I didn't get around to that. And I think one of my favorite things is getting the getting the work done in the meeting and doing it. And to, to some extent, um, particularly as you kind of move up in an organization, you become more of a manager, more of a leader, and you're responsible for more people or involved in more teams, like you do end up with a lot of those meetings. Uh, you know, there are part of stages of the business that we've been in where I've been essentially head of finance, head of marketing, head of HR, head of um, uh, sales and customer success and, you know, CEO. And so that I'm attending most of the team meetings, not all. There's other departments that then like at the time that you, you are heading up, um, but also the executive meetings. And so you kind of find yourself like, oh, my God, I'm just always in meetings. 
And yet it never felt like that was a bad thing because they were great, because we were getting work done in them. And in fact, it was a really high leverage use of my time is being in those meetings because we're able to identify what the top issues that are currently holding this team back or uh, preventing us from hitting our goals, hitting our target metrics. And as a result, what are we going to do about it? And I think, yeah, I, I agree. Like the, the best meetings that I've come out, as you say, buzzing, are the ones where we've broken a big issue apart and actually tackled it and broken the back of it in the meeting. And my, I think my favourites are the ones where I come in thinking, oh yeah, we're going to need to tackle issue A. And then it becomes clear by going through the process, like, you know, going through the structure, which we'll, we'll cover in, a, uh, cover in a, a follow-up episode, like going through the agenda that means that we identify actually issue B is the real thing that we need to be tackling. And that's where we then spend the time. Uh, and I love it even more when that's identified by member of the team that isn't me because it just makes me feel like oh brilliant like the team were able to uh to uh take on that responsibility and so on so and, and nowadays that's, really that's more often the case than uh than not certainly when we were kind of introducing the meetings and so on it takes practice for the team to kind of get work, work it out and, and get comfortable raising the issues but uh certainly now in our teams we've got to the point where everyone is really happy confident raising those big point pain points and um well well, we know it's true both from the ones that we attend and, and now we're in a position where we're able to raise ourselves out of those meetings and in so many cases let other team members raise it, uh, follow the, the the same agenda and get the same value. Yeah, I, I love it. And, and you know, the, the impact of this we've seen has been huge, right? For, for us as entrepreneurs and business owners, it's enabled us to empower the team more, to make sure that the teams are working on the top issues and, um, uh, and make sure that everyone's in sync and resetting goals. But, uh, you know, in consulting projects in the past, I, I've helped implement this at other organizations like uh, Sony and AstraZeneca and other companies where previously team meetings were terrible and a waste of time. And they'd often be thinking about, okay, maybe we should just not have meetings. And uh, what's amazing is like uh, uh, taking that and applying some of the approaches that, that we'll go into and uh, particularly the agenda that we'll cover uh, tomorrow. Like we can show how you, they don't need to be like that. They, they can be hugely valuable. And uh, where I've implemented that with the teams, it's it's funny it's spread like wildfire wildfire like we've had individual teams that have implemented it and then you've had people from that team go to other areas and bring that methodology with them and uh, and cascade it across the business which has been really good to see but um let's let's go into when do meetings go wrong what are some of the most common um, pitfalls mistakes issues that we see in in uh, default meetings and what's the kind of pains that people are regularly experiencing in them hmm uh, I just had a few different uh, angles kind of going through my mind on this one. Before I kind of go inside the, the meeting, I guess the one thing I'll, I'll raise as one of the most common problems is not having enough meetings. And this is this was our situation uh, back when we were hiring our first employees uh, six, seven years ago. Um, we really struggled with the idea of adding more meetings to the agenda mm. when it felt that we had so much to get get done and every little meeting that we we slowly added and we initially you know had a you know once a week setting goals as a as our full team then we realized we needed separate team meetings uh at least you know once a week or once 
every two weeks. I think it's once a week at the time. Then we realized there was a need for a daily meeting for those teams. Then we realized that me and Alex needed an exec team, uh, meeting to get in sync. Then we realized we needed, over time as we scaled up the team, other meetings to keep the team up to date and uh, so on. And we've always really kind of pushed back. It's like, is this really needed? Does it add any value? And for us, you know, we, we've kind of got through that. We've worked it out and we've gone, yeah, actually all of these do add value. And sometimes it has gone too far. We've got to a point where we've realized we could be t doing a, a weekly one every two weeks because the pace of what's happening in that area of the business isn't, uh, uh, doesn't require the weekly. But the general theme is that we've needed to, to add more. Now, when I look at uh, a lot of uh, friends and family who are in a similar issues, um, they are having a, a weekly or bi-weekly team meeting. Um, another issue I'll come on to in a second is that it's a lot of status update and a lot of one person talking. But in between that, they do not have any other meetings. And they uh, don't have, so they don't have a daily or every other um, day meeting. And that means that you only have once every two weeks to address all the team's issues, mm, uh, which okay. one means there's no way you're going to have enough time on that meeting to cover the issues. And two means there's no way you can wait till the next team meeting to tackle issues which have come up uh, and need to be solved to, you know, hit your goals for the next meeting. So it's that holding back from having those, those meetings and the feeling that my manager would never, ever have enough time for an extra 15 minute meeting, like once every day or two. And to me, it's just like, you're looking at this the wrong way right now, because you haven't got this, you are spending way more than 15 minutes doing email threads and being blocked. Uh, and the stress and conflict that you're having is, is just so, so unnecessary. It could be fixed by having more touch points, not less. Mm. So number one, not enough meetings is one of the big things of meetings going wrong. And number two, I said it was, um, too much of the meetings being spent on, on status updates uh, and something you can look to look for. If your meeting basically has the team leader just talking to you the whole time, then basically they've just delivered a load of information that they could have shared in a email or channel. You did not need to be in that meeting. You, you could have picked it up at any time. If on the other hand, less than half of the time is being spent giving updates, not ideally from different people on the team, and half of the meeting is the team discussing and that you know that you can go to the meeting and if you've identified a big issue that's going to block the team board, you will tackle it on the meeting, then that's that's how it, how it should feel. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, those, those are the three big ones that jump to mind. Not having enough meetings, way too much time on status updates, being dominated by one person and not not having that time to discuss and tackle issues any you'd add yeah no i I, th I think that's a really good list i think the uh th I, that particular point around um using a meeting where the the leader or the manager just uses it as their opportunity to kind of brief everyone i think is uh kind of for the manager might feel like oh well this is a an efficient use of my time because i just show up and tell people it rather than writing the email but I think there's two issues with it. One, it's not an efficient use of everyone else's time because it's people can read faster than they can listen. And 
if it's not appropriate to everyone, then they're not able to filter. They're not able to speed you up while you're talking if it's not relevant to them. They've all got to sit there and do and, and do that. But I think the second thing is it, it loses the huge opportunity that you've got when you get a group of people together, which is to do more listening as the manager, to get the opportunity for other people to be sharing their concerns, their issues, and to use them as a bit of a filter to prioritize what actually matters. You know, when I get when I get really, really busy, you know, if I'm traveling and doing events and speaking and podcast interviews and all these sorts of things, one of the things that I can always rely on is as long as I show up to team meetings, I can almost ignore everything else. Right. Slack, email, everything else. I, I can almost get to that point. And that's because I know that the team will catch me when I fall. They will highlight on a daily huddle meeting or the weekly team meeting, here's the top three issues we need to pick up with you or here's this urgent question we need answered or here's this, uh, here's this problem. And so I don't, as the manager, that's the most efficient use of my time because it means that I re the rest of my working time I can, I can be super present and, and go all in on, the thing, on the, my most value-adding tasks. So I, I, I think that, yeah, in terms of efficiency of how you use that time and the value it can have, I think, yeah, spot on in terms of those are things that, that need to be in place. I think the, um, the other thing I see going wrong is that when people decide that perhaps the meetings aren't, um, aren't as valuable as they'd like or, you know, they feel like um, uh, we've got too many people in the meetings, they're not as relevant or whatever, they then uh, either abandon the meetings altogether um, or uh, just uh, and, and stop and stop having them. Like literally I've seen, you know, businesses where they just say, yeah, I tell you what, well, let's not have any meetings on Fridays or whatever um, because we're so, you know, we're getting derailed and so busy. And, and then they go, oh, that was quite nice. Let's now not have them on other days. Uh, although, uh, ironically, I've seen that those become the only days that anyone's available for meetings. So that's when people then end up scheduling them. Um, but uh, I, th I think that, you know, people fall into this cycle of thinking, oh, well, if the meeting's not valuable, either let's not have it or let's try and make it super short. You know, let's 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 reduce it down to let's try and do it in 10 minutes. And actually, when we're talking about team meetings that are, say, weekly, we're typically talking 90 minutes is, is that meeting. And we'd be expecting that a tiny portion of it, i.e. less than a third, is all the stuff that most people are already doing in their in their meetings, and actually most of it should be focused on issues. So I think um, that's uh, another challenge that, that people have. So in terms of uh, we've talked, we've kind of alluded to different types of meetings and different frequencies, different lengths, different attend uh, attendees. Because that's also one of the challenges I see is people not clear enough about what the meeting is about and therefore who should be in attendance, uh, how long it should be and so on. So what are some of the key team meetings that, that you'd expect to see in a, a high performing business? Cool. Uh, good question. And of course, it's something which is going to be tailored to specific businesses and, and, and setups. But uh, as some general rules, I would expect a team that have goals that they are working towards over the course of a, a quarter, whatever, need to be meeting at least once every two weeks. And it could be uh, every week if they're working at a high velocity and they've got a lot to cover. So there needs to be a, a bi-weekly or weekly meeting. And in this, they need to be making sure they're resetting goals and everyone's on the same page and tackling the biggest issues. To support that, uh, that weekly or bi-weekly, then 
for the teams in which you are uh, focusing a big chunk of your time and working on big uh, activities to move forward, that's when you also need either a daily or every other day meeting to pick up all the issues that you identified during in between the, the, the weekly or biweekly. Uh, again, it, it is not a 15 minute, let's give everyone a story about what we uh, did the day before. It is entirely to identify what are the things blocking progress or risking progress and how can we fix those and avoid you being distracted at the other times. So you got your, your bi-weekly meetings and your uh, daily or uh, every other day meetings. And those are the core, I would say, for any individual uh, individual team. Now, around that, there's a variety of uh, meetings that you're going to need if you're uh, at thinking more at a business level mm -hmm. or thinking more at an individual level in their relationship with their manager. And so uh, some examples um, would be for a business, you're going to need to be setting longer term goals as well. So would need uh, annual uh, is, is often good. The most important one I'd say is quarterly, because uh, if you don't have an annual one, at least a quarterly one will always keep it up. And quarterly is a really good stretch of time to be uh, setting those longer term goals and then making sure you reset. Because after three months, uh, you can bet that you need to need to reset where where you're at. Um, so you've got your quarterly uh, company meetings and you're working out your overall OKRs or goals for that period. Um, Again, using most of that meeting those to tackle the bigger the bigger issues. Then we, I think there's three other meetings that are, are worth quickly highlighting, and and then I'll, I'll put over to you if there's any to add. Sure. Um, we have a daily huddle, uh, and this is an uh, all hands meeting uh, within our own businesses, and the purpose of that meeting is to get everyone in sync and excited about what we're doing. Again, this is the kind of thing that people go, what the, how can you possibly yeah. throw in a, a, a daily meeting? But go on YouTube, look at what happens when they're done well. Firstly, for a daily huddle meeting, it happens and finishes at exactly the same time every day. So it's at 1.36, it kicks off. Everyone knows to be there oh, and everyone knows it's exactly 10 minutes, but it's a really positive time to share what's going on in the company and how mm -hmm. we're doing against our biggest targets to get all the different teams uh, in sync. And to make good use of time, what we tend to do is, is to schedule other meetings next to it rather than having gaps uh, and so on. Um, a state of the company, which is where we give uh, an update after a quarterly review to the whole team, again, to get everyone in sync. And this is kind of a more formal kind of, this is how we've done over the previous period, and this is how we're doing in the future period. That is one of the very few ones where we are essentially broadcasting a message um, and giving everyone an, uh, an update but we do also at the end of it, make sure there's an opportunity for them to ask questions. And that's one of the most important reasons we do it as a, uh, as a meeting and to share why they're excited. And then one-to-ones. So uh, this, this kind of takes us in a slightly different direction. So we're not, I'm not gonna go deep into one-to-ones, to yeah. but it's an example of another meeting that goes in your diary. If you've got a lot of direct reports, then you can end up with lots of one-to-ones. And it's another example where we were very resistant to putting that many meetings in our diary and we are so happy we did because again, yeah. that time that we get with our individuals to provide that chance for them to share their, their issues and pain points and help us, us to resolve and provide coaching, the time we save uh, in that meeting vastly outweighs the, the, the expenditure of, of half an hour each week. Yeah, com 
completely agree. I th- so uh, love those, and particularly like on that um, that one to one meetings because I, I, I that's an area that I think um, uh, I, I think I'm not alone in this. But as a people manager, I always kind of feared the fact that I felt like I wasn't very good at being the sort of person that kind of you know asks, "Oh, how's the family? How are you? You know, what's going on in your life?" Those sorts of questions. And instead uh, could come off as as quite transactional and business, you know, very sort of let's focus on the business and so on. And not because I don't care, not because I'm not empathetic, not because I'm not interested in that person, but just because I wouldn't naturally identify time to go and do that. Like, when am I when am I meant to be having that conversation with them and so on? And so and particularly with with others as a, a remote company where everyone works from home you haven't got the opportunity you know you're not you're never standing next to someone waiting in a lift uh, so um it's uh, uh, you know or anything like that so often those one-to-ones provide that great opportunity to make sure as a manager you're checking in with people and and again in terms of a time saving and stress saver it means that i know that even if i don't speak to one of my team members for a whole week and just because of how the lay of the lands happen i know that my uh, my regular one-to-one will pick that up when i uh, when we don't have it and i'll get an opportunity to say oh hey how's it going and you know how's your week been and uh, and what's been uh, going most well for you and what's been most frustrating and so on and so i think um yeah, I think it's so easy to look at the list that you've provided there and say, oh, that, that just seems too much. I don't think I've got time for all of those meetings. And it is the exact opposite way around, right? <laughs> like if you don't have the structure in place to have those meetings, you end up spending more time either in ad hoc meetings or uh, or dealing with issues as a result of not, not having those in place. So I absolutely um, uh, love those. On the on the one to ones, just very quickly, because I, I think this is going to be a topic for another day. Mm. But what we don't, what we wouldn't do, is spend the whole time just talking about uh, about how you're doing no. and so on. We, we that tends to be a little section at the start, but it makes all the difference. And yeah. and why, if you actually look at this objectively, it's not about just trying to be nice. It, it, there there is value in that. It's as a manager, one of your biggest responsibilities is to have a great relationship with your direct reports. Mm. Actually, your relationship needs to come before being able to delegate or coach or anything else. If you don't have a a great relationship, they're not going to be comfortable sharing issues, raising pain points or anything else. So it's it's both something which is feels good, but it's actually something that you should and need to do as a manager and the meetings and the structure gives you a way to make sure it happens every week. And that's what all the other meetings are doing as well. They're essentially going, there's a business challenge which needs to be overcome, whether that's getting in sync or fixing issues or making sure the whole team knows what the company is doing or building relationships. And sometimes, uh, and in these cases that we've been describing today, having a meeting is actually the most effective way that you're going to be able to tackle it. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Absolutely love that. And I think um, so relevant uh, right now as well, because, of course, uh, we're in a we're in a, a, a situation with um, uh, the employment economy right now around uh, our employment market where people are trying to make sure that they retain people. And yet the two biggest reasons why people leave any organization, number one, not having a great relationship with their manager or boss. Number two, not feeling like they're developing and, and growing. Um, and uh, and then more widely, not feeling engaged in the organisation. 
And uh, I think, you know, meetings are a big component of particularly one and three in that list, um, uh, helping create that relationship and, and help people feel engaged and supported and like like you're you know, addressing issues and listening. So, yeah, absolutely love that. Cool. Well, uh, we're uh, we're coming up on time, so let's move to a close. So we've talked about. Uh, uh, meetings, why they're so important to to have, uh, where the opportunities are to reduce the stress and the impact of doing them great, what happens when they go wrong and what meetings we should be having. On tomorrow's episode, we're going to take a uh, take this a step further. We'll look at what agendas uh, you should have. What are the specific things should be covered in each of your daily, weekly and uh, bi-weekly uh, meetings uh, so that you can apply that in your business. Now, as uh, regular listeners will know uh, we we also run a weekly webinar. Uh, the topic of the the upcoming one is how to free up 15 hours of your time per week and remove the constant stress of running a business without slowing down growth. In fact, we'll show you how to unlock it. Uh, the next one, if you're listening live to this, is actually today at 1 p.m. UK time. Uh, but uh, whenever you listen to this, you can find out more and register for our next webinar at www.airmanual.co forward slash webinar. And uh, one final note for those that are listening, uh, particularly if you're listening to this on the, the podcast, once that's uh, gone live, is that we're, a, we're, a re we're really new to this. We're a new podcast. We're doing new on lives. And so we need your help. So if you found this content uh, valuable, uh, please just take you know 30 seconds, one minute to uh, leave a review on uh, your favorite uh, po uh, podcast uh, service. Uh, or if you're listening to this live on, say, LinkedIn, then please do share, repost it, share it, add a comment. Uh, we'd really love to hear from you. Otherwise, because uh, uh, ultimately that'll help us to get more visibility and help more people. So otherwise, until next time, have fun. Have fun. <laughs>